It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. Healing trauma, one muscle at a time. Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family under construction. Career under construction. Relationships under construction. Emotions. I know mine live under construction. Finances under construction. We might as well be under construction together. Welcome to Under Construction with your girl Tamar Braxton. How y'all doing? Oh my God, I missed y'all. Now, I hope everyone is enjoying their first week of summer. I know I'm doing my very best to stay balanced and rebuilding my bank account, hunting, while still managing to spend quality time with some of my vaccinated friends and family. Yep, most of us done got shot up with that Lysol. And I've been squeezing some... Tay-Tay time in because everybody knows how important alone time is for our mental health. And Lord knows it's so important to me. Well, speaking of, did y'all know that June is recognized as post-traumatic stress disorder month? Whoo, y'all, let me tell you, that thing right there is not easy. But if you know somebody that suffers from PTSD, spend some extra time with them and let them know that you care about them. And if you or someone you know might be suffering from PTSD, please reach out to speak to someone. Y'all don't have to go through this alone. I've had to have some extra conversations with people because I too suffer from PTSD. So if you don't have anybody to talk to or if you don't have anybody in mind who would understand your situation, please consider visiting ptsd.va.gov. All right, everybody, listen, it's time to speak some peace over our week with our affirmation. Woo! My favorite time of the show. All right, everybody, you ready for this? Now buckle up because some of y'all, this might go over some of y'all head, okay? Self-love isn't selfish. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know if y'all feel this one, but if you're anything like me, this one runs real deep because I remember growing up or even in my you know last situation, self-love was an issue. People used to make me feel bad about putting myself first. And I used to be called selfish because I love myself so much where it became like something that I really honestly worked on not doing because people called me selfish. Anybody understand that? I just want to let y'all know that is a lie. All right, let me get my Carly Red on. Pick up your piece of paper. The documents say that it's all a lie. It is a lie. Okay? Self-love isn't selfish. If we're pouring our everything into everyone else, who is refilling us? And the last thing we need is to be walking around on E because we done gave the best of ourselves to other people. Well, look, y'all, we're not doing that no more. Not no, 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 no more. Okay. We are going to be walking around trusting and knowing that self-love isn't selfish. Okay. Love yourself first. Well, I hope that blessed y'all because that show blessed me and it needed to be said. All right, everybody. So today on Tamar Takes, cost-effective summertime activities for parents looking for fun. And yes, I said it and I do mean it. 
cost-effective things to do with our kids, okay? So here are three fairly inexpensive activities that I found and I hope that you and your little ones will enjoy, okay? Are y'all ready? Now, these are some fun ones, okay? It ain't gonna cost you a whole bunch because nobody got time for that, all right? We just getting our money up, all right? Number one, fire pit fun. Now, if you're lucky enough to have a fire pit, you can have some nighttime fun by roasting some marshmallows and making s'mores and telling stories. Kids love a good story, okay? And you can even make up a story, have their imagination run wild. And why don't you start off by telling a story and have them finish it? Yeah, that's a good time. Eat some s'mores, have some popcorn, drink some lemonade. Yes, what an amazing, low-cost summertime evening with the family. All right, number two, visit your local zoo. Now that things are opening up, I can't wait to take Logan to the zoo, y'all. He loves animals. And he also loves reading up on the animals that he saw at the zoo. Um, as long as you have a good weather and good nature, y'all, it's the best family activity and let me tell you something do yourself a favor because it ties their ass out so you can have you a night with your boo on the couch <laughs> all right all right number three now this ain't something i'm doing but this might be a suggestion for y'all camp out in your backyard why not create a new experience for your kids just by changing the environment y'all and listen i'm not gonna camp out in my backyard but it is fun to camp out in your living room yeah or your family room your den like put a tent up you know make like popcorn and like you don't have like snacks and things and things to do that are not electronic because remember this is a camp out but it's, it's fun if you're scared of like bugs and shit like that and animals like me to do it outside, you can bring that on into your living room and have a good night with your kids. And guess what? It ain't costing you nan. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. These are just three ideas that I think could be fun for the little ones to enjoy this summer. And if you have other suggestions, just hit your girl up and let me know what activities you all have planned for your kids this summer because a sis is definitely open to suggestions. All right, everybody. This is Tamar Takes on cost-effective summer activities. All right, I'm going to keep it a thousand. Everybody, it's time to tap into that keeper the thou thou inbox and put out a few questions for your girl. Angel, let's see what we got today. All right. So I recently noticed that my friends don't check in with me, at least not the same way that I check on them. So the other day I tested how I was feeling and didn't call anyone for the entire week. And not one of them called me. So should I just stop dealing with them altogether? Because I feel like I'm the only one that cares about our relationships. Well, yes. And you have proven that to yourself. If somebody don't call and check up on you for a whole week, they ain't thinking about you. You are the only person that's keeping this relationship going. See, we really have to be honest about the nature of our relationships and why we have them. Do you have them because they're convenient for you? Or do you have them because they're meaningful for you? You know, and in this situation, this is not a meaningful relationship because that would be reciprocated. So, baby, get you a new round of friends. It's OK. Sometimes your friends expire. Everything has an expiration date. You know, even us as humans. It's time. It's time to let everybody go and find you some people who care about you the way that you care about them. And that's that on that. I'm so sorry to break that to you like that. But it'd be like that. And I bet you. You find you a new group of friends who care about you like you care about them. You'll be much happier. Okay, stop running and chasing after people. All right, question number two. Okay, so 
So as of recent, I have found it hard to get out of bed and to start my day. Do you have any suggestions to help with this? I recently started therapy so I could try to get to the root of these sudden mood swings. Did you tell your doctor that it's hard for you to get out of bed? Because that's one of the first things that would, you know, trigger one to ask you, are you clinically depressed? Getting out of bed should not be a task, ladies and gentlemen. Getting out of bed should be a natural response to waking up in the morning. And if you're having trouble getting out of bed, you need to definitely be honest with your doctor, with your fa- with your family that you trust, and with your best friend or your spouse. You have to let somebody know before you slide down this rabbit hole of depression and don't know how you can possibly get out of it and can't figure out how you even got there. Getting not being able to get out of bed is a clear indication that something isn't right. Okay? Well, that's just my take on everything. Well, I hope that y'all find value in my responses. And if you would like for your girl to answer any more questions for you, I would love to. <laughs> just shoot your girl a note to ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Those are the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Look, everybody, I ain't got all the answers, but you can sure count on me to always keep it a thou thou. Well, up next, we're going into the blueprint. This, this is the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Trauma. Yep, we all deal with it and carry it differently. And many of us walk around not even knowing we're carrying the trauma of our past because we've done such an amazing job suppressing it. Well, at least that's what we think we're doing until we start having pains that are undiagnosable or until we luck up on someone like our guest, Miss Jackie, also known as the Muscle Whisperer. Yeah, I'm so excited to have Jackie with us today because... That's my girl. And I know I'll be like, ooh, that's my best friend. But I do. I have a lot of people that I love and adore. Welcome to the show, Jackie. I met Jackie the Muscle Whisperer. (laughs) She's Jackie to me because she's my friend now and neighbor. Through my good friend Terrell Mullen. A lot of you guys know that he's been like my makeup artist and photographer for like 10 years. And Ashley, which is my stylist and I was doing to catch a beautician. And me... Being Tamar, who love a vacation, honey, was in Cancun, you know, living my best life, trying to be as cute as I could possibly be with a margarita in my hand and tripped and basically jacked up my ankle. And I came back to L.A. to shoot this show. And unbeknownst to me, I had 20 episodes of straight up high heels. And I remember actually trying to stuff my feet in these shoes like I am Cinderella's stepsisters. No, for real. And having to stand for hours. And I was in excruciating pain. Excruciating pain. And Ashley was like, yo, Terrell had just posted someone who, you know, healed his back. Now, I ain't trying to tell his business, but you can go on his page. And But Terrell has had, like, lower back issues for a long time. He's young, but he's had it for a while. And I was astonished because, you know, sometimes when he'd be doing my makeup, he would, we would have to take breaks because it, his back was so, you know, irritated. And he was saying how, you know, he could bend and snap, basically. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, you know, he was back to being old 20-year-old Terrell. 
And so he was like, well, maybe you should try her. You're not wearing flats. And that's that. Because <laughs> that was where I was moving towards. And so I was like, okay, I'm willing to do anything. So he called. She was booked, of course. We begged for an appointment. <laughs> Somebody, thank God, canceled at the last minute. And she put us in. And I had one, tr- was it one and a half treatment? Because I'm such a punk. Everybody know I'm a real punk ass, right? I don't like pain. Don't put me in no kind of discomfort situation. That ain't me. That's not my anointing. You know what I'm saying? So I went and yeah, I was back in heels by the next episode. And that's the truth. Thank for you. Real, for real. No, thank you. Because you saved the day, honey. I was trying to wear Air Force Ones, tennis shoes. And the network was looking at me like, Becky, what is you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you saved the day. You guys, I want to introduce you my good friend, Jackie, also known as the Muscle Whisperer out here, changing and saving lives inside and out. Thank you. Hi, Thank you. Jackie. I love you so much. You know I do. And I welcome do. to Under Construction. Thank you. But you're not here just because I, you know, I love you because you're my homegirl and we go eat ice cream together. Okay. And- <laughs> Don't talk about like, no, she's my homegirl. Like, she lives right around the corner. We yep. make grocery runs for each other, all that. <laughs> but it's a lot of things that, you know, I don't know about you in terms of the history behind this phenomenal work that you're doing. Like, Ooh. what led you into body work in general? First and foremost, God. Yeah. Um, because I just took a job as a chiropractic assistant out of necessity to provide for my child. As a newly divorced woman, single mm-hmm. mom, who didn't get any child support. Preach, but we ain't going to talk about that. Nope, we're not. So, um, <laughs> nope. But out of necessity and working in that office with that doctor and seeing people not get fixed. And then somebody threw at me something and they said, learn trigger point therapy and myofascial release and you will save lives. And really? So, yeah. Just like that. One of God's messengers. Okay. Just like that. And I took it and I started researching it and I found Gua Sha. It took me a good six years to develop like the muscle whisperer technique because I include icing and there's all yeah. kinds of things that take place. So it's been a journey, girl. Well, it's been a journey, but it has been absolutely phenomenal. Y'all better make y'all appointments now for next year. Because <laughs> I'm booked till December now. She's, listen, she's booked, bro. And she's not booked off of hype. Like, she's mm-hmm. booked because, like, she's really, really healing people. I'm not even going to lie. And y'all know I ain't going to hold you. I ain't going to bullshit y'all. Like, my ankle looked like an elephant's ass. Like, it was huge. <laughs> Do you remember that, Jackie? Yes, it was so big. Y'all, it, it was yeah. it was so big and like she really could have got it done in one appointment, but I'm I'm a real punk ass. I wasn't no, listening. But it also hurts that much. It hurts that like hell. Yes. And I wouldn't let her do her dizzle. It's hard. But because it's, it, it's hard. You know, you hard. really have to like go into it knowing that you have come to be healed and you will walk out of that door healed. Now, I want to know how long did it take you to master the trigger therapy? Because, I mean, if you're cool with it, I'm cool with talking about my experience. Yes, let's talk okay. about it. Yeah. Okay, but, but first, tell, tell everybody how did you, like, how long did it take for you to master the trigger part? Because it's another part, y'all. She will heal <laughs> you physically, but the inside. <laughs> okay. But go ahead, sis, go ahead. Eight, nine, ten years. And it really? was... Yes, because I had to do enough of my healing yeah. about my stuff 
so that when somebody would display certain things as I'm working on them, I would be able to recognize it and know what to do. So I think it it really, I've been doing this 11 years. So I'd say at year eight, the second part that you're talking about, the healing, that's when that really came to, that was like, I felt an anointing by God. I really did. I felt like he was just like, look, somebody's got to do this. (laughs) And you, you can do the body work. And I can allow people to cry and keep going through it. Do you tell your clients the stories you tell me or no? Okay. Funny thing is, I do. I tell everybody. I try to speak as much as I can about my experiences because I feel that that is the best way of explaining, you know, because now if we're going to jump into other healing, right? Yeah. That's based on my experience. So I feel like I have to share my stories. And, you know, I think that some people can handle certain stories and others can't. But I also think I tell stories to relate to the person I'm working with. Really? Yeah. Because So when we talked about molestation in, in, my, in my story, right? Like, I, how did we even jump on that, though? I don't know. But when no. we did, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes yeah. we don't. So as a survivor myself, molestation, yeah. there's yeah. a connection that I can have with you. Yeah, I can understand without you even explaining or saying the words, right? Yeah. I, right. I know what those are. I recognize them because I went through it. So, so when somebody comes through the door, can you just see it on them all, like automatically, though? Pretty much, pretty much. Really? Yeah, because if I see someone come through the door who's looking down, not, not at me, you know, something as survivors of abuse and especially sexual abuse we have trouble looking at people in the eye. Yeah. So if I see somebody coming through my door with their head down a little bit, uh-oh, they've been through something. Yeah. And I recognize it. You can also tell kind of in the body posture. Like what you mean? The way somebody holds their body. How do you hold your body when you walk in a room? At what point of healing are you in? So somebody might walk in, you know, where they're like, kind of clenching their body. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Some people walk in like big and busty, like, hey. Yeah, yeah. So it tells a lot. And then once they're on the table, that's a whole nother story. It's just the sexual molestation part. Four out of every five people I work on. Really? Four out of five people I work on. Now, I work on two a day, three Mm -hmm. max. Four out of every five have been sexually molested. I got quiet because my mouth hit the floor. Four out of men and women. (gasps) I'm dealing with men and women. And then I'm dealing with men and women that for the first time, because I'm touching or working in an area in their body, a memory comes to them. That they never had. Pick your mouth up. I know, my mouth on the floor, y'all. I'm like, what you mean four out of five? Yes. It's a sad reality. It's a yeah. sad reality. Yeah. This woman came in two weeks ago, and I like to tell everybody, if there is any emotional trauma or sexual trauma or anything in your life, there's a good chance it's going to come up. I'm not a, a psychotherapist, but it might come up. Yeah. 
you know, I had fabulous parents. My childhood was incredible, Jackie. Like, none of that, right? <laughs> you know where I'm going? Yes, I do. Go ahead. <laughs> 45, 45 minutes into it, she just exploded. Hmm. That her sister was molested in front of her, yep, by a family member. Now, mind you, her whole life, and she was in her 40s, her whole life, her family life was perfect. Yeah, perfect. But I hit a spot in her body because our body keeps a score as the book and holds a trauma. Yeah. So she, Lisa said, she was like, shit. I can't believe that I've never remembered that all these years because they were little, like six to eight years old and she's in her 40s and just now having the memory. So it's really interesting to me, Mm. you know, like, first of all, everybody is PTSD Awareness Month. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And um, it's astonishing to me that um, this young lady that you're speaking of remembers her sister. Now, now I'm just trying to figure out in my mind, because I've been abused, why the abuser would feel so comfortable to abuse her sister in front of her and not touch her. I wonder. <laughs> well, I've had the abuser on my table. So what? I, so I don't share that often, but I have worked on... Survivors that have become perpetrators. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this is real stuff. Yeah. This is real shit. What happens? The ones, there were a few that were broke down in tears that they did it. They didn't know why they did it. They felt like they were just out of their body and it was something that they were supposed to do to repeat what was done to them. One very famous one, as a matter of fact, just felt like everybody was full of shit and each and every one of them wanted it. What? Yeah. So how do you help them? How do you help a person like that? How does that work? So the ones, the few that I worked on that were just straight up that abuser that I didn't, they didn't, there was no way I was going to get to what created them to be that way. Yeah. But I but I do know that they must have experienced. I just get them to do the, the work on the table to get it out, to scream it out, to cry it out. To um, the ones that became perpetrators felt very guilty. Yeah. Horrible. Suicidal. Not wanting wow. to live. Yeah. Wow. It gets deep in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yes, it gets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just had a girl this morning. I mean, it just all of a sudden thanking me for letting her cry. Because her whole life, her family told her she wasn't allowed to cry about her feelings. What? She said to me, I want to do the lower body. And I said, you know what comes with that? And she said, yeah, that's why I'm not sure. So a lot of times people, we, they know that something has happened to them. But as I'm getting bigger and being able to share all of this more with people so they have an understanding of what But what do you mean hurts. you know what comes with that? What, what do you mean by that? Meaning that the, she will have the emotional response to that body work on the lower body 
that switch. So she's like, that means I'm going to have to relive or revisit yeah, that because you know we get so yes, because we get so comfortable with, you know, hiding it and burying it, and we feel like that feels better than the healing part. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> because it's survival, which is a lie. I just want everybody to know that that is a lie. <laughs> it, it doesn't healing does he, healing definitely feels better than the bury. You know, absolutely, and absolutely. Remember that cortisol is released during a fear, fight, or flight moment, even in utero. If that mother was in fear or fight or flight, cortisol is the worst overproduction in the body to make us sick. Mm. So we get swollen from cortisol. We get Mm. puffy, right? We get puffy. That's all that emotional stuff. Now, remember, every time someone tells their story, that's triggering the cortisol response in their brain. And now cortisol is being produced. And this is how we're getting to more and more body pain being related to the emotional pain. We'll be right back after this short message. We're back into the blueprint with the muscle whisperer. So guys, I'm just, I'm gonna have a real vulnerable moment. So when I was on Jackie's table, Y'all remember how fat I was? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. And you just looked at me. He was like, you're not fat. That is your body holding on to all this trauma. That's it. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. So, so is that a true statement? Like your body Absolutely. holds on yes. to your trauma. So how do we get that out? By doing like work that I do, by scraping it out, by giving mm. the person a a space that feels safe to let it out. Mm. We all don't have a safe space to talk about. I was raped at six by my grandfather and that my rich father thought of me as his mistress. Mm. Getting the body to respond and forcing the reaction emotionally, the crying, the screaming, all of that is how we get it out. It's just unreal. It's un- I've had people with dual personalities. I had a guy who developed a second personality when he was a child mm-hmm. because he was young and gay and in a very religious family. Mm. So when I was working on him, and first he hit me in the face and knocked my glasses off, but it wasn't him. It was this voice. Look, it sounded like this. Seriously, he was like, leave him alone. It what? Was not, it was not him. It was we would his, call that demon possessed in the church. Okay. I, 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 he developed, he called him Cassius. This was his other person, Cassius. And so Cassius was fighting me because I was releasing that trauma out of his body to the point that he threw me off the table and I jumped on top of him and I straddled him And I put so much pressure to get all of it out of his body, like through his upper body, because his upper body always had tightness and tension, that he started, (laughs) he started, it's not funny, but he started throwing up, (gasps) and he he started speaking in tongue. I'm not kidding you. Girl, that was a demon. Girl, that was a demon. I done seen it. I don't know. I'm telling you, I've seen seen it before. He'd start twitching and go, wow. Trip. All I could do was keep going to try to get Girl, that. Girl, that was a spirit. Oh, yeah, my I God. 
girl, if I shared with everybody like the things that like sometimes happen here or the I got to or the pictures people send me of like, you think it's a shadow, but you can see the, the spirit of the person leaving their body after they're done with a session. Like they take, yeah, it's a trip. Y'all, my face is stuck. Like, I can't believe it. I, I thought the only place that I, that I seen that was, was in church. This is what I'm saying. So when, you're, yeah. when I'm working with the body and the emotions and I'm bringing all this up to the surface, I'm letting people, like, it's a safe place to get out and say, I hate my parents. They ruined my life. I hate my parents. I had a girl, listen, Tamar, she's a comedian. Like, she's a big deal. For two hours, she just kept screaming about how much she hated her parents for what they did to her and what happened to her. And in between that was thanking me for allowing a safe place for her to do that. And so I think that when the body is in physical pain, it gives the opportunity for the emotional pain also to release. So is that what like knots and stuff is in your body? Yes. Yes. What's the name of that? Some people will call it trigger points. I call it a backup. It's a backup. What happens is there's too much stuff. There's too much lactic acid, too much cortisol, too much stuff because everything goes through the blood to the tissue, right? So it's just a backup. We just get backed up. It's like people not being able to poo-poo for a while. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they need an enema or whatever. I don't know. That's old school enema. But she's like... That's okay. Some people still use it. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so there's a backup. So when you come in here and I start getting that out, I'm like that enema. It's like we're raking it out of the body and it just gets out. I have people like... Thank you for giving me my husband back. He's a different person. Meanwhile, Miss Tamar, when are you coming to get back on the I table? I am not coming back See? on the table, honey. See? Because, <laughs> because it just hurts so bad. I'm sorry. It just, it hurt. And I can't handle it and I can't take it. So I'm doing another therapy until I get the balls to get back on this table. <laughs> but Tamar, so yes. this is what's cool is that therapists now are reaching out to me that how can I add this to my practice? Like I've been working with somebody for a year, but I see people screaming and hollering in a session yeah. and it takes a year for me to get them to do that. So you can stay in talk therapy and that's great. I did 30 years of it. Yeah. <laughs> but you come and do a session on the muscle whisper table and you get shit all that changes. out. It yeah, changes. No. no shit changes. Now I'm not even going to lie. It changes. It definitely changes. It definitely does. And you probably ask me that because you know I need to come. <laughs> I do. Because, because, Tamer, I feel like until you do, you can talk about it. You can do all these. Until you do, it's not going to be able to be complete. Like, I got to get that out of your body, girl. It wasn't anything you did. It wasn't anything you put in your body. It wasn't anything that you had any say-so about. It was an innocent little girl that was taken advantage of in ways that were just not okay. And it's been a continuum of taking advantage of in different scenarios and many yeah. different ones. As an but adult, absolutely. As an adult. It's into yeah. what, what happens. Like, I hate my parents. I fucking hate them. I'm sorry. Excuse me for swearing. That's okay. You can swear. I cuss all the time. Okay. <laughs> You know, just like, you just got to get it out. Getting it out this way 
is so much faster. Yeah, but a lot of people might not know what we're talking about when it comes to the painful aspect of it. Oh, it's off the it chart. It is fast, y'all, but that shit hurt. Okay. It's off the so chart. So what and... actually happens during the session that makes it so painful for the people in the back or the people that don't know? Okay. So when I, first of all, I'm going to apply pressure to the area that you guys would say, people say I have a knot or it's tight. And so, or in my I, case, mine was my thigh and like the inside of my thigh. Well, that's because of the molestation. Yeah. That's, that's where, that's where that, but it's a different hurt. So there's a fire burning. That's when I'm scraping, doing my gua sha. That's me getting out all that acid from that area and breaking it through the blood. And that's what really hurts. So, so like, like scraping, scrape, like, but she got a knife. Like, what are you scraping? It's like, a, you I scraping? use a, it's a, it's a washout tool made out of wood yeah. or some people use stone or crystal. And it's a technique. It's called gua sha, which is over 2000 years old in China. And it's a, it's all about breaking down the blood and the blood vessels and getting everything cleared out of the blood and the tissue and you break it down and then it just, it just changes everything. So let me just break it down. Okay. So it breaks, it breaks it down. Right. And then all these emotions <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, you think that you have swallowed and buried forever. I promise it comes out and it, it's like at the top of the surface and you have no choice but to release it. It will not fit in your body anymore. Like it's the craziest shit. Ever. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy, but it's the best ever. It, it's unexplained. It's people say to me, it's unexplainable. I don't yeah, know how is. to talk about it because it's not one word. You know no. what I'm saying? We, we, we keep looking for a word to describe it and it's not, but you know that that energy is cleared by, yeah. by the screeching it's the craziest shit ever. It's the craziest shit ever. I, like, like, I've never even read about it or heard about it until, you know, I, I had a visit with you. Like, not even really in the Bible. Like, if we talk about, like, the releasing of the demon, which I believe that happened from the story you had told, based okay. upon what I saw as a, a right. child and being traumatized as a child, watching a demon come out of somebody's body. All my Koji people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Who's listening? It's, it's very traumatic as a child when you see a demon being released. Mm. from somebody right mm. and so like when you say when you talk about that that sounds familiar because i've heard of that and i've seen it in the bible but what people don't ever talk about or hear about is the other part where you're not demon possessed these are things that actually really happened to you mm -hmm. as a child and right. you embedded embedded into your embedded body all, all of these things into your body and you create a place for it to live Correct. It stores in your body. Which actually destroys your life. <laughs> it can. It well, can, yes. Well, let me tell you. Well, in my case, you know, like for the emotional aspect of things, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I suppressed my emotions. So my emotions came out in my behavior. And my behavior wasn't always, you know, the most logical, you know what I'm saying? As an adult, you know what I mean? Because I've stored the emotional trauma and pain that I had from a child. And when somebody would trigger me, that child would, that childlike emotion would come out. I hope that makes sense. So what it is, yes. Yeah. And so I talk about it on my Instagram about little Jackie. When I'm being nasty and mean and all that, yeah, yeah. behavior's yeah. bad, that's my little girl. Yeah. That's little Tay. 
Yeah, little take. Until little take comes out to play in a hard way. And that's little Tay needs to go chill into go to the playground. So it's integration of the little child in us and the adult integrating the two. So the little girl feels safe and knows that the adult can protect him. So she won't be showing her stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. So when people ask what's, what's the release, that is the release that, that space that we make in our bodies for that hurt part, the traumatic part to fit instead of dealing with it and talking about it and releasing it. That's, basically what we mean (laughs) absolutely because yeah because we were told during those those abusive times quiet yeah every perpetrator puts fear into their victim yeah everyone and then remember tamar so remember you talking about this right now right yeah activates activates those feelings of fear fight or flight in little tech Yeah. So inside right now, little tape like, why you got to be talking about this shit again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. She tried me earlier. She tried. When we first got on here, she tried me. She tried me deep. <laughs> but because I have more control of my emotions, mm-hmm. I can tell little tape, please, girl, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere and let me run this, because exactly. I got us. <laughs> exactly. Remember, I got you that doll. Yeah, oh yeah. I show Lil Tay all the time on Bego, baby. Lil Tay shows up all the time when people be yelling and fussing and shit. <laughs> so I put, I put Lil Tay in this little box, baby. I can't even deal with this, Linda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. the one thing I want people to know is it's a safe place in here. And yeah, your, your body is responding in pain yeah. because of what's inside. You know, we don't have a lot of time left, but... During this, it's called The Blueprint. During The Blueprint, we like to talk about the takeaways from, you know, the conversation that we had or just something that you would, you know, wanted to say that you didn't get a chance to say. And um, you want to go first? No, you go last, first. Yeah, good, let me tell you why. Because for the last okay. couple of interviews, normally I would let my guests go first because that is what you're supposed to do. Uh. <laughs> but I can't, I can't let you go first because I can't hold my mule again. <laughs> okay, go, 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 Okay, go. okay, okay. For me... You know, I think my biggest takeaway from meeting you and my experience with you, I'm not even talking about personally yet because I can't even go there because I'm not crying on, on my on my mm. podcast talking about how amazing my friend is. Uh-huh. But as a friend, but I'm talking about just as a healer and your purpose. I just remember you and I, and I hope you don't mind, having a personal conversation about, you know, like right before for us when the pandemic was just getting ready to end and things were slowed down and things seemed real funky and just up in the air. And I remember feeling prophetic that day and saying, well, Jackie, how do you know God is not giving you a break? Because you're about to get real busy because everybody done set up in here all these months with their feelings, living right. with their trauma. <laughs> yeah, living- you said it. Yeah, living living with all the things that we have been able to suppress because we have been able to fill up our time with other things that we exactly. don't think about. Think about the things that we really have been going through, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, I'm just so grateful to God that, you know, he preserved you and preserved your Thank mind you. and, you know, allowed allowed you to have that time to chill and relax and to do the things that you wanted to do with your time to fill it up with time to heal people, you Thank know, because you. that is, that is why we are called. That is why we are here. And that is our purpose. And I just thank God that he is allowing you to walk in your purpose. And you just seem so fulfilled 
And that mm-hmm. makes me so happy because Aww. what what we have gone through in the past wasn't in vain, wasn't just for somebody else's enjoyment, but exactly. for somebody else's healing and growth and the ability to love and to cherish themselves, something that we didn't have the choice back then when we were kids. And so exactly. I'm just so proud and Thank just you. happy for you. And I'm grateful to God for you. I just really, truly am. And I'm, I believe in your gift and I'm glad you're here. And I just want everybody, if you have a chance, please go lay on Jackie table. Please. Aww. It's life changing and life altering. So Thank you, Tamar. So when are you coming in, girl? Oh, <laughs> Cause you my neighbor, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we make time for neighbors. Yes, we do. Uh, we make time for healing. We, we have to make time for healing. And, I, yeah. and my takeaway is from today, besides you being one of the sweetest women I have ever met in my entire life. You tell me this all the time. <laughs> and I'm going to continue to tell you that because it's important that you know it, like, you know, and that we are not our trauma. And I think that's a big takeaway. We are not our trauma, Tamar. Yeah, we are not our trauma. We are not our trauma. You are not your trauma. I am not my trauma. No. And when we cry, I've been crying for days. It's okay. Imagine this. Your tears is where the cortisol in your body releases. It can only exit through your tears. And that's what I tell my clients. So my big takeaway, we are not our trauma. Our trauma. Period. Period. I'm going to tell y'all something. Jackie right here is the truth. <laughs> okay? Like I mentioned during the show, she's my personal go-to when I need to get the kinks, the knots, and the pains out of my body. So if you need some body work, trauma work, I totally recommend The Muscle Whisperer. Well, that's our show for today, y'all. It was so good. And I'm triggered. This little Tay Tay want to pop out my body, but she has a place. <laughs> Okay, but before I go, don't forget to connect with me on Cameo, y'all. All you got to do is visit Cameo.com slash Tamar Braxton. And of course, if you want to hit me up with a question or comment about the show, you can always email me at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Remember that I love you and I mean it because we're all under construction together. Bye. Under Construction is a production of Mosaws, a Stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lavis. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Music provided by Radio, an audio everywhere company.